When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 18 away from 7. This is your summer breakfast on SENZ. Let's head to the United Kingdom. Catch up with uh, a super guest, Super Sam Allard, out of uh, the behemoth. That is our talk sport. Fine broadcaster and an f- even better bloke. Hello, Sam. Hello, my man. Nice to chat to you. How you doing? I'm great, mate. In shorts and a t-shirt, jandals, you're not. I'm happy you're not. Oh, my. That's probably about it. Oh, it is. Like, to say it's cold in England right now is understatement of the century. It is absolutely freezing. I've just come back as well from the Caribbean. I was sent there uh, by TalkSport to cover the West Indies versus England cricket series. So I had five weeks in beautiful Barbados, Antigua, Grenada. So it was a real wake-up call coming back to cold, miserable London. So I'm jealous of you, Dan. Oh, mate, here's me thinking I've come out with a strong hand and you've just actually blown me out of the water six weeks <laughs> in the Caribbean. I will, I will shut up. I walk straight into that one. Right, let's get to some serious topics, Sam. Uh, Sam Allard with us. S- sad news too. Um, Sven Goran Eriksson. Um, you know, terribly sad news. Yeah, really, really sad news. We learned of this early this morning in England that the, uh, the former England manager says he has best case a year to live. This is after being diagnosed uh, with cancer. He's been speaking with uh, Swedish radio and he's been saying, I'm going to resist for as long as I can. I have an illness that's serious, best case a year. I have worst case a lot less. It's impossible to say exactly. So it's better not to think about it. Um, He says, when you get a message like that, you appreciate every single day. I thought I was fully healthy, but suddenly I had a small stroke. I fell with my children, took me to the hospital. So it's uh, been incredibly sad news. He's 75 years of age now. Of course, certainly in England, he's um, remembered fondly and best remembered for being the, the England manager that led England to the, the quarterfinals of the 2002 and 2006 World Cup and also as well the 2004 Euros. But he's had a, a long, long, long career in management, 42 years uh, to, to be precise, managed all around the world. But he was the manager of the the sort of the golden generation of England. You know, he managed some of the, the very best players that this country have ever produced, the likes of Gerard and Lampard and, and Scholes. So, yeah, he, he's thought of really, really highly in, in this country, in England, Dan. And, yeah, it's a horrible thing to wake up to this morning. He, um, you know, to hear that news that he hasn't got too long left and he's being diagnosed with cancer. And you just hope now that however long he's got left, that it's as, as pain-free as, as possible. But uh, a really, really good guy in a... Uh, a guy that's super, super intelligent in the in the world of football. So yeah, it's uh, sad news, Dan. 
Yeah, indeed. Uh, Sam, let's move on. Jaden Sancho, uh, 85 million euro, I think Manchester United splurged out for him originally, bringing him from uh, Borussia Dortmund. Well, he's going back. It's broken down horrendously between him and the manager, Eric Ten Hag. He's had some off-field issues himself. Uh, you know, what's next for this this clearly very talented player? Yeah, this goes right back to the beginning of the season. Four games into the season, he was left out of the Man United squad for the game at Arsenal. And Eric Ten Hag was asked, you know, quite simply, where is Sancho? And he was open and honest and just said his attitude is not right. He's not training well enough. Um, and it hasn't been sorted. We haven't seen him since. He hasn't even been trading with Manchester United. Been a real breakdown in communication. Eric Ten Hag not happy with his attitude. Jane Sancho clearly didn't think he did anything wrong because he didn't go and apologise. What's next for him? Well, he's going back to Borussia Dortmund where he made his name. He had three really good seasons there where he was one of the, the, the best and most exciting young players in Europe. And there was a reason why Man United spent £100 million on him because he was one of the most exciting young players in Europe. Um, I hope now he can just knuckle down, get fit and play football because there's a super, super talented player in there. Um, it's interesting. It's just a loan deal. Um, I think that's for two reasons. Reason number one is Eric Ten Hag at Man United is perhaps potentially on thin ice. So, you know, in six months' time, when this season comes to an end, if Ten Hag doesn't improve things quickly at Man United, he might be on the way out. And then perhaps the new manager might think, hang on a minute, no, I want Jane Stancho. And the new manager will have a look at him and Stancho will work underneath him. And then also, if Ten Hag does stay, if Stancho does have a good couple of months, and they decide to move him on towards the end of the season, they could get a decent price for him. But look, when all said and done, he's still only 23 years of age, a young player. You know, it's no, it doesn't suit anyone, Dan. This kid, you know, sitting on the sidelines, yeah. not playing football, totally knuckles down, and we can see the best of him. Because as you mentioned, he's a super talented player. Indeed, he is. Um, as far as um, any other big transfer gossip that has you licking your chops at the thought of Someone signing. January's an odd transfer window, isn't it? Yeah, it's strange. It's always a strange transfer window because it feels like normally teams do business quite late on. They sort of think, oh, we're well, not going to do business here. It's hard to get stuff done. You know, teams always want more money to sell players. And then normally it really heats up right towards the end of the window when teams are the planning. You think, hang on a minute, we need this, we need that. But I think Tottenham are the team at the moment that are... Um, are doing the most interesting business. They've had a really decent start, a decent first half to the season. They're fifth in the table, just one point off top four. They've signed Timo Werner on loan till the end of the season, which is a, a really interesting transfer because he, uh, he had a couple of years at Chelsea where he won the Champions League. And also just one to look out for, Eric Dyer, who's fallen out of favour under, um, under Ange Postacoglu. He's moved to Bayern Munich, which is quite an interesting yeah. one because he hasn't been <laughs> in the best of form. But I wonder if his, uh, if his old mate Harry Kane, who's going okay there, said to Thomas Tuchel, hey, go and have a look at Eric Dyer. So, yeah, Tottenham have been busy ins and also outs as well. Uh, they've signed a, a new centre-back and um, that's meant that Eric Dyer has been able to move on. He's gone to Germany to then cut with his old mate uh, Harry Kane. Uh, Carabao Cup semi-finals first leg during the week. We saw Middlesbrough, who I think are 12th in the championship, beat Chelsea by a lone goal. Uh, and in all uh, Premier League clash, Liverpool came from behind to win two goals to one. Do you ex still expect that, you know, the famous, more famous names of Chelsea and Liverpool to progress here? Yeah, yeah, I think that's going to be, that's going to be the case. So firstly, fair play to Middlesbrough. 
uh, down in the championship. They've had a, a, a really, really they had a tricky start to the season. Things have picked up under Michael Carrick, who's uh, um, you know mentioned that sort of golden generation of all the the sort of golden generation managers that are having a go at management. He's probably the one that's had kind of a, a really, really good start. He's doing well at Middlesbrough, beating Chelsea 1-0. But yeah, you'd think Chelsea, uh, with it being two legs, going back to Stamford Bridge, you'd imagine they'd have a little bit too much quality for, for, for Middlesbrough. And Liverpool's amazing season kind of continues. You know, they're top of the Premier League. I think they're way ahead of schedule in terms of that. You know, I thought they'd, they'd be challenging for the league this season. But as I speak to you, they're, they're, they're top three points clear of Aston Villa. But perhaps... More importantly, five points clear of, of Man City and Arsenal. And they beat Fulham with quite a few players missing. Mo Salah's gone to the African Cup of Nations. Trent Alexander-Arnold, um, who's had an unbelievable season. He's been out for a, he's now out for a couple of weeks. And they've got quite a lengthy injury list. They went 1-0 down, weren't playing too well. So to come back and win 2-1, that's a really, really big, big, a big victory for, for Jurgen Klopp. But to be fair to Fulham, with those injuries, Liverpool, I think Fulham will fancy their chances, of course, and Liverpool some real problems at Craven College. But if I had to put a couple of panels on what I see being the final, you'd imagine, Dan, it'll be a, a Chelsea-Liverpool yeah. final at Wembley in a couple of weeks' time. I'll get you out on this, Sam. Sam Allard out of TalkSport in the UK is with us. Uh, split round in the English Premier League. They're calling it a, a, a winter break, I find hilarious considering technically there is no break at all. Uh, there's five games this weekend. Some tasty ones. Man United and Tottenham. That's Monday morning our time. Newcastle, Man City, Sunday morning our time. But I'm looking at Burnley. Luton is the game that has the most significance. Oh, by the way, you've absolutely nailed that. We call it a win to break. It's basically every team gets a weekend off, and that's basically it. The, the league doesn't even <laughs> stop at any point. It just, they just, they do, they basically, they're doing five games this weekend, the five games next weekend. So there's no break. They just, they just sort of break it. They just give it, a, they give a team a weekend off. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, it's, it's mad. But yeah, that Bernie Luton game is, is really, really tasty. It's a big one. They're two of the promoted teams that are currently in the bottom three. I think Luton, of the teams that have come up, down of Luton, Burnley, Sheffield United, so I do think Luton had the best chance of survival. But yeah, that'd be a really tasty game at Turf Moor. And then you mentioned it there, but I mean, um, you know, Newcastle, Man City on the Saturday, that's going to be a really tasty game. Let's not forget, sort of got a West London derby in the early kickoff on Saturday, Chelsea versus Fulham. You mentioned Man United Spurs before that. Um, Everton, Aston Villa. I mean, Aston Villa have been the real surprise team of the first yeah, half of the season. Second in the Premier League. I mean, who would have thought that Unai Emery is doing a really, really good job there? So, yeah, five cracking games. And uh, thankfully, thankfully for me, being a, a sofa-watching football fan, there's no break <laughs> I've got. The five games to look forward to. So, there's enough games to keep me occupied this weekend, my friend. On the couch, under a blanket, watching sports, Sam Allard in his happy place. Mate, lovely to hear your voice. Hopefully, we can chat again real soon. You take it easy, mate. All the best. Plen not just one blanket, my friend. Plenty of blankets to keep me warm. Whenever you need me, mate, I'm here for you, Dan. <laughs> Good on you. Sam Allard. Super Sam Allard, as they call him on TalkSport. Uh, lovely to hear his voice to get him on the, the programme. You are with SENZ and your summer breakfast. Remember, it's Trady Hour brought to you by Night and Day. They've got the right tools to brew up a hell of a coffee from just $4.50. Grab one today. Here's my empty cup. Here's my empty cup. No one's going to come to my rescue. I'll have, to, I'll have to scurry off um, in the ad break and get myself a hell of a coffee. Time to head to a break, seven away from seven.